doesn't matter where you are, where you've been, what you're doing. It will never change my love for you. And to, to receive that, it's a journey. You know, something I think we have to actually even grow into. It's something that's uh, we have to develop that, wow, you really love me on my worst days. Because the, the reality is when we do mess up or we do get in a bad place, and it's really easy uh, to say, man, he's going to not, he, he doesn't want anything to do with me. Encouraging, inspiring, and equipping leaders. This is Coach and Joe. Welcome to Coach and Joe. My name is Chad Norris here with Michael Thornton. We both serve on staff at the Garden Greenville here in Greenville, South Carolina. You said something from stage Sunday, alluded to the idea that God has emotions. Yes. You think God ever gets sad in heaven? I think there's a part of him that grieves because there's a Bible verse, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. So yeah, I do. I believe so. I do too. I I remember in a time of prayer one time, I I sense, I said, Lord, are you crying over me? Mm. God has emotions. Yes. God is a person. What do you think moves him? I think there's I think there's several things that moves him. You know, the scripture answer is obviously faith, right? It takes faith to please God. But there's just something, you know what I think really moves him? I think when we get beat down, we fall down in life, mm-hmm. but we keep getting back up. Mm-hmm. I think that really moves him. You know what I think? Uh, obviously, there's probably a lot of things that move him. Hunger mm-hmm. or what moves us and we find it. You know what really moves his heart? Genuine humility. Yes. Tell the story about your relative that is moving here. This is a God story. Unbelievable. Uh, so I have a, an, a, an aunt who's been just a part of my life for, for a long time. I was a ring bearer in her wedding when I was uh, seven years old. And every Thanksgiving, it was a family tradition that we went to their house. I mean, for 25 plus years um, in, in uh, Washington, D.C., and through a series of events, um, I remember when Amber and I got married, um, her and her husband came to the wedding. We had a gospel presentation in our wedding, and um, uh, she received Jesus. She received Christ and got saved in our wedding. Uh, fast forward many years after that, she goes through a lot of difficult situations in life. Uh, marriage begins to fall apart. But even through all of that mess, she finds Jesus. She's she's finding God. And um Long story short, uh, when I graduated Regent University this past May, she she came up with some of my family and friends, and the Lord met her there through that graduation. And uh, some some people had words for her, prayed for her. She left and went back to D.C. and cried the whole way back. Uh, she later told me and my sister. And then when she got home out of the clear blue, um, her, her ex-husband said, you know what, I just want to basically provide a place for you and just kind of, you know, wash my hands of the marriage. And this is me walking away. And so basically she's like, I got a clean slate. I don't know where to go. Ask God. God leads her here to Greenville, South Carolina, starts looking all over for a home search. You know, the housing market's been really, it's unbelievable. Ends up purchasing a home in the neighborhood that Amber and I live in. And we'll be moving here next month. And I, I look back and I'm like, wow, I was a ring bearer in her wedding. She got saved in our wedding. And through all those years, the ups and the downs, man, she is at a place with the father that is unbelievable. And she's excited. She's wound up. And it's just it's just a whole new chapter of her life unfolding. Ups and downs. Ups and downs. You used to be hooked on cocaine. Oh, yes. You had a drug dealer that you basically served like a drug lord. Absolutely. Alcoholic. You were a rough rascal. Bad. Now, this past Sunday, you're on sta- on stage at Garden Greenville talking about the bride of Christ, bridal identity. 
your your relative, your your cousin? Yes. Your cousin. Ups and downs. Mess. Mess. What is it about the father? He's not, not only is he not scared of our messes, mm. he will meet us in our worst place. Yes. I want to make a statement to you. I'm getting wound up. <laughs> this is when I fell in love with God. When I believed at the core of my heart, and I'm going to tell you about an encounter I had last night in my sleep. Wow. When I believed at the core of my heart, his love did not decrease on my worst day. It changed me. Michael, let's be honest, a lot of us are practicing Catholics. If we, you know, if we we kind of drift away from let's say you've been following the Lord for a long time and you kind of drift away a little bit, you feel like you have to earn things back with him. Yes. It's not in play with the Father. Mm-hmm. Last night, this is what happened in my sleep. This has only happened one other time, and he said something else to me. About six or seven, six years ago, he woke me up in my sleep and I heard him yelling mm-hmm. literally audibly. At least it sounded audible to me. He called my name twice, Chad, Chad. There are millions in my church that are not regenerated. Warn them. Well, last night, this is what I heard. I, I I thought that I had screamed it. Wow. It jarred me. And I thought that I thought that Wendy like jumped out of the bed when, when I woke up. She actually hadn't moved. She didn't hear it. I heard, I loved you before you were born. I love you now. And I will love you throughout all eternity. And he was talking to me. Wow. And it rattled me. The love of Jesus mm. can melt the hardest hearts. Yes. The love of Jesus can take a crack dealer and turn him into a a tender healer. Mm. The love of Jesus can take someone divorced three times and give them hope. What is it about us that we have a hard time truly believing that at our worst, his love has not decreased. What is that about humans? Man, there's, what a great question. There's so many things. I mean, one of the things that jumps out to me, Chad, is obviously how we're raised has a big deal to do with it. The environments we grow up in and our families, our homes, that, that's a really big influence that, that keeps us from receiving that level of interaction with the King of Kings. Um, there, there's a lot of things I think that that serve as defense mechanisms that we have. I mean, you know, growing up, but it's it's when we come to encounter that that specific uh, form of relationship with Jesus, His unbridled love, His love that just comes after us in our darkest days and our best days. It doesn't change. When I heard you say, you know, when he he was talking to you about how much does He love you, I mean, it's like what He's saying is it doesn't matter where you are, where you've been, what you're doing, it will never change my love for you. And to to receive that, it's a journey. You know, something I think we have to actually even grow into. It's something that's uh, we have to develop that, wow, you really love me on my worst days. Because the, the reality is when we do mess up or we do get in a bad place, and it's really easy uh, to say, man, he's going to not, he, he doesn't want anything to do with me. And there's a fear of rejection. There's a fear of him distancing himself. But the opposite is true. Power comes from that revelation. Yes. I'm a big believer that we have the authority to raise the dead. We have a situation in our faith community right now where it's either a miracle or Mm. someone's going home to meet Jesus. And we have pressed into this miracle so hard. Michael, there's great hope for this person. I'm not here to say, well, you know, just receiving the love of the Father just helps me feel peace, which that's great. If that's yes. all it did. That's not that's not that's not the end all. Mm. I think I believe as we grow in revelation and receiving the Father's love, 
we start to see manifestations of extraordinary, mm. improbable healings, miracles, mm. breakthroughs. I've got I've got the best marriage tip to ever give you. You ready? Yeah. I mean, Let's is, go. This is deep. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. Invite Jesus into the center of your marriage. Mm. Invite Jesus into the center of whatever's broken. The, I love the idea that Jesus steps into chaos and brings shalom. But shalom is resurrection power, not just, oh, that feels good. Yes. I believe there is a direct correlation to signs, wonders, healings, miracles, encounters, dreams. I, I want to bump into Abba so many times during a day that every day is an adventure into his nature, discovering mm -hmm. his true personality. There's one, th there's a missing link to it. It's a missing link to the prophetic. It's a missing link to seeing blind eyes open. You have to receive his love. It has to go through your cells. It has sure. to go through your mind. He's not looking for little worker bees down here to make ourselves better. Yes. Michael, a lot of us are practicing Catholics. Absolutely. When well, I say that, what do you hear me saying? Uh, well, I, a verse that comes to me really quickly is Jesus makes a defining statement. He says, you'll know you're my disciples by your love, not by your wisdom, not by your faith, not by your incredible uh, courage or boldness. He says, you'll, you'll actually be defined. You'll be, you'll be distinguished as my followers if you carry this supernatural love, that love that you received and flows out of you. That's a powerful statement. And this is what I believe. I believe I cannot give away something that I'm not constantly receiving. Right mm -hmm. now, if you ask me, if you ask me for one dollar, I couldn't give it to you. <laughs> I don't even have a dollar on me. Uh, that makes two of us. What if we spent most of our time literally receiving his love through the scriptures, through revelation of that? through being in a community that does the same, through uh, meditation prayers, through solitude. I believe most of the life down here, because we're trying to connect with a guy we can't see, taste, touch, hear, feel, right? Yes. Most of everything we walk in is predicated upon us receiving first. That goes against human nature. Yes, it does. You were a high school football player. You're born to fight. You, you're, you've got that go work out, do CrossFit thing in you. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like y'all are doing the stuff at the church. You, you love to get after it. You love to study. You got a doctorate. You love to write. What do we bring to the table? Like my encounter last night. Mm. He loved me before I was born. Before you were born. You want to explain that theologically? It's unbelievable. It's uh, Jeremiah 1. I knew you. Before you were born. Can you talk about that? You die oh, there. God, yeah, you help me out here. Yeah. Think about that. Where was I? Where, where was I? We're not even born yet. It's but he knew you. He knew you. It's hard to wrap our minds that he lives outside of this, this thing we call time. And he knew us. That's why he sees the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end. And he actually knew us before we were born, fell in love with us before we were born. It is mind-blowing to think that. You know, this will help you get through hard times. Absolutely. It if will. you began to hate me today. I'm not trying to be overly simplistic, but if I truly believe that the father has a picture of me in his wallet, mm. <laughs> when he pours coffee in the morning, I'm being, you know, for those of you listening, think I'm being literal. I'm not. I'm just saying <laughs> if he pours his coffee in the morning when he wakes up, stretches his back out. <laughs> it's going to be so offensive. Dude. <laughs> the whole point is he's, I'm on his mind. You're on his mind. But so are you. Absolutely. You got to get to a place to where it's like, if that's all I got, if everything falls apart to my left and to my right, mm -hmm. what do you think got David so stirred up when everything went south with him at that one place where even his own men 
turned on him. He strengthened himself in the Lord. What does that look like for us 2,000 years or 5,000 years later? Mm. Strengthen yourself. David's at Ziglag. It's the worst moment of his life up until that point. Men is turning against him. His closest followers, his wife and children have been kidnapped by the enemy. Can we take our time right here? This is powerful. I feel the Lord right here. You know, the Amalekites that came and took the women and children? Yeah. That I asked the Lord about that. That's a specific type of enemy because here's the deal. David and his men were actually fighting the Lord's battles. Mm-hmm. And I think that represents that there are times in our life where we are literally doing what God wants us to do. We're fighting the good fight of faith. But even in that, there's an enemy that comes behind the door to steal our children and our wives, which can look like so many different things where they get caught up in, in, a, in a lot of things. And it's almost like there's nothing you can do about it. It's just It just happens. And David's in that point. And it's so easy to blame God and offend God. But David strengthened himself in the Lord by taking the ephod, which is a priestly garment. And it just speaks to us how important worship and prayer is in our personal life. So when he had nobody to turn to, he's the only one that turned to him. And it said he strengthened himself in the Lord, which in Hebrew means he actually he act, uh, had to leave and to cleave. That same Hebrew concept for marriage is that same word that David said he strengthened himself in the Lord. And I feel what happened in that moment, David had to resist the temptation to blame God and literally cleave to the hope that he had in him. And that's on us. That's on us. Do you know one of the awful repercussions of a celebrity spirit uh, driven culture of Christianity the past 30, 40 years? Mm. It's created so many parasitic, quote unquote, Christians. All right now. That when when the when the poop does hit the fan in an individual's life, being a parasite's not going to grow you and strengthen you in that season. You know the best thing that if you want to be friends with God, the best thing you can go through is a zigzag season or even seasons. Uh, my my oldest son right now is in a season where his faith is becoming his own. Mom and his mom and I, my wife and I, we're watching. It's, it's awesome. It's kind of painful. Yes. Uh, C.S. Lewis said, pain is the kingdom's greatest classroom teacher. And so Ziglag actually produced something in David you can't get off of being a parasite off someone else's journey. Mm-mm. Someone asked me, I don't know, it was about a couple of years ago, can you can you impart to me your anointing for when you pray for sick people and you see a lot of people get healed? I sat there for a second <laughs> and I said, I don't think so. And I said, here's why. Because the anointed one who I've bonded with is the one who heals people. It's not my anointing. It's the anointed one. Do you know the anointing only shows up a couple of times? Man, I feel the Lord on this. Yes. A couple of times in New Testament. Anointed one is like every page. It's The whole thing is about Jesus. My point is you bond with Jesus mm. when you get in zigzag situations. Like Armando, who's filming this show right now, when his whole life's falling apart because of mistakes he made, And he's realizing, I got to go back to my wife. Mm. A lot of us don't grow into a deep place in God because we run from Ziglag. We try to find the next thing, the next community, the next great person I can bond with, not knowing that it's more parasitic. Yes, Jacob wrestled all night before Israel was formed as a nation. Jesus Christ himself was in Gethsemane for heaven's sakes. Mm. You got you. Doubt is not a curse. Doubt is a classroom for me to maybe for the first time in my life to make my faith my own. Yes. Faith's not the op, the op, the absence of doubt. 
Faith is punching doubt in the mouth and moving through it. Yes. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations to where it's like, I get to know God when everything around me is falling apart. Mm-hmm. How many times have you seen this play out in your life? Oh, a thousand times, a thousand times. You know, and and I, you know, I'm just again, I'm on the theme of this Ziglag here. I can't get off of it because what you're saying is so powerful. It unplays in that story. Uh, Ziglag is equal to Jesus in Garden of Gethsemane. It's the same. It's the same thing. But you know what happens at Ziglag after he strengthens himself in the Lord? God says, "Go after the enemy." So he finds strength. He he receives love. He receives that 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 command. And now the Lord says, "Get up and go after the enemy." And you know what the Bible says? A lot of the guys couldn't go because they were exhausted and they were tapped out. And I believe that's what it looks like in the body of Christ. A lot of times people are just attached to you or attached to your family or your leadership. And then all of a sudden, when it gets really tough, when it gets really, really a, a tense place in your life, you can find that I can't go with you. You know, and you have to make that journey without them. Not everybody's built to walk with you through every trial and storm in your life. Sometimes you just got to let people go. And that's why it happened at Ziglag. And I think that's another defining feature of what separates the church, even from the remnant church, Mm -hmm. that there is a level in the remnant church that their full strength depends on the word of the Lord. They live on the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think in the body of Christ, a lot of people don't live that way. That's that parasite thing. Being being a parasite, a, a literal parasite, is just a little varmint that lives off the blood of an animal. Yes. A lot of cows have parasites. Well, the way you kill a parasite is you get it cut off from the blood supply. Mm. Basically, John 15, five, 15, 1 through 5 is the key to breakthrough in life. Yes. The Lord said it. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Mm. For those of us who choose to make other people, other things, jobs, our vine— it can keep you busy, distracted, but at some point when life really comes at you there hard, you parasites don't that's, fight devils. That's it. Parasites get eaten by devils. Mm-hmm. But sons eat those devils of the Sceva passage. You know, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, who are you? Who are you? I want to be a person that even though it's painful at times, I want to strengthen myself in the Lord so my faith can become my own. I bless you who's listening to us today that perhaps you would start to see the hard seasons you go through in life as an opportunity, a chance to make your faith your own. May you be like Jacob. May you wrestle. May you strengthen yourself in the Lord. Be at peace. Thanks for joining us on the Coach and Joe Leadership Podcast. Don't miss the Coach and Joe Talk Show on YouTube and check out coachandjoe.com for more resources, blogs, and merch. We will see you next time.